Welcome to On Air with Russell of Hotels, where we talk about everything hospitality, from hotels to influencers and everything in between. We will feature guest interviews with hospitality professionals who will share their experiences. Your host, Russell Edmond, has spent over 25 years in the hospitality industry, beginning his career with Marriott International in hotel operations, before moving into the sales arena and becoming a relationship building director of sales and marketing. Russell then went to the other side as a hospitality entrepreneur. He now consults in the hotel and meeting space, which includes being the CEO of Russell of Hotels Group. Did I mention he was a veggie foodie? Yes, Russell is always looking for good non-meat eats. Please welcome your host, Russell Edmond. Hey, hey, good afternoon, and thank you for joining On Air with Russell of Hotels. Live hospitality talk show today is Tuesday, May 16th. And you know what? It's show number 208. 208 is great. <laughs> Hope you guys are well. Happy Tuesday. It's Taco Tuesday. You know, I was um, putting on a pot of beans a little while ago, right? You know, uh, to go along with my tacos, right? I don't just eat tacos. I got to put on a pot of beans. And today, I I normally uh, alternate different types of beans, but today is back to pinto because pinto is probably my favorite anyway, but I'll mix like pinto and black beans and and I'll throw some white beans. What are the white beans called? Are they called? They're not. What are they called? I don't know northern white beans i don't know just the, the white ones i don't know they, they can come in smaller ones or bigger ones but not lima beans okay don't get me don't get it twisted with that i don't eat those but but anyway getting back to the beans yeah i have to have those with the with the tacos so just in case you know you didn't know that and you wanted to know and you don't have to put meat in your beans okay a lot of people will cook meat including my mom they cook meat they cook the beans with meat and you don't have to do that i put up peppers like um the green bell peppers, the yellow, the the the, the kind of oranges uh, bell peppers, and then like I have the sweet peppers, and they'll come those come in different colors as well. And then I'll throw in either a serrano or um, a jalapeno to make it a little spicy. Or if I have some hatch chilies, oh, even better, right? You guys know what hatch chilies are? I guess in California it would be Anaheim chilies, but they're prevalent in like New Mexico and some certain parts of Texas or whatever. But anyway. Anyway, not to get into, you know, the geographical location of Chili's and where they originated from and all that stuff. But anyway, you guys know what I'm talking about, right? So anyway, happy Taco Tuesday to everybody as well. You see how I get si- I get easily sidetracked when it comes, especially when it comes to food. And oh, my God. Speaking of food, uh, I'll, no, I'll, I'll wait until later. But shout out to people in Oakland and like the Bay Area with that foodie scene they have there. I mean, I didn't realize it was as, as good and it was lit as it is. But I spent time in Oakland, San Francisco, Emeryville, and um, Walnut Creek. And all of them, all those four places had like a lit food scene, meaning it was good. Okay, everything was good. Everything was, you know, lit fire. You know, that's what that means just for the people to only like, what is he talking about? He's talking another language now. What the heck is going on here? Anyway, I'm Russell of Hotels. I do a couple of different things, uh, and but I'll get into that, right? But I do this live hospitality talk show every Tuesday at 1 o'clock PST. I'm here in California, as you can see on the ticker there. I'm in L.A., 
Um, and I talk about hospitality. You talk about the, the good, the bad, the ugly, the challenging of hospitality. Um, so, yeah, so there you go. So, and we're going to get into it in a minute. But, you know, of course, you got to have like a, this is kind of like my monologue, right? So if this was, if I was, a, you know, had a talk show on TV, this would be the, the monologue time, right? So I'm talking, trying to be funny, okay? So obviously it's not working well. But, hey, this show is live on LinkedIn, LinkedIn and live on YouTube as well. So feel free to make comments. You guys all have a little chat box where you can make comments. You can say, hey, this is where I'm from. Hey, Russell, whatever. Uh, I have a question for you, whatever that is. I mean, you can feel free to put that in the chat, and I will, if they're appropriate comments, I will put them on the screen, and that way you can see, people can see where they're, who they're from and, 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 um, and what they got to say. You know what I mean? So I... I uh, encourage the interaction. Also, this is a podcast as well. So this is a talk show. I mean, you can see me, uh, but, but after this, it's a, it, I take the audio portion because as this is going right now, I'm recording the audio only right on the roadcaster, which is my partner in crime here. So I'm recording that. And then after that, I upload it to Spotify. And then that way you can listen to me. You can take me on the go. If that's what you want to do. Right. If you want to just put me in your pocket and it's like, I got Russell in my pocket. <laughs> you could do all that. So anyway, so I just want to let you guys know that. Okay. That's it. Uh, let's see. No, that's not it. But I mean, meaning that's it for that. Let me just move on to what's going on. I got some industry stuff, I believe. And a quick shout out to um, a couple of shout outs to a couple of people that uh, let's see. Jana Devine, Jana uh, Devine Hospitality. Quick shout, quick shout out to her. We did a live earlier today. It was kind of impromptu. It wasn't planned, but I do a live. My lives are planned every day. Right. So I do a live on Instagram as well as the show on Tuesday, right? So I do lives every single day, right? So so you've probably seen those, but if you didn't, that's okay. You can go back and look at the replay. So Jana Devine Hospitality, she was on with me today. Uh, and then yesterday I did one with Bruce Jordan, who's the MJ of hotels, right? So it's always hard to get him on, but he always comes with a lot. Both of them always come with a um, a good amount of information about you know, what they deal with in their hospitality walk. You know what I mean? What what they deal with as far as Bruce is more on the revenue management side of hotels, kind of turning hotels around. Jana is an entre- entrepreneur who talks about, you know, training, hotel training, hospitality training, and that can be hotels as, as well as restaurants, right? So restaurants specifically, like, you know, um, what to look for, what things that, you know, maybe owners or managers don't think about. I mean, she has just a, a great wealth of experience and knowledge. So check those um, two things out. If you have time, you know, go to the replay of my Instagram page and you can find, you know, the talks that I had. And these are conversations, right? Just like you and I are having a conversation right now. These are conversations that we have. So they're not interviews by any stretch of the imagination. They're just conversations with people within the industry, um, that, you know, the three of us, you know, all kind of share the same thing. We're all three in hospitality, but we come different. We come from different, you know, we, we got in the industry differently. You know, some people grew up in the industry. Some people came in later. Some people went to school for whatever the case is. We all three came in the industry different ways, just like many of the people out there that, that watch and listen and um, and maybe some people just know some of the people and, and their journey into the hospitality space. No two people came in the industry alike. Okay, none. Okay, you can't tell me that. 
oh, this one and that. Oh, yeah, we came together. Well, yeah, well, maybe. But before that, you know, you had to do something different. Like, okay, you just you just did. But anyway, um, so that's it. So thank you so much for coming in. And I cannot start out the show without, you know, giving a shout out to my sponsor. That's Level Hotel. Level Hotel is in Los Angeles, downtown L.A., specifically on South Olive. Uh, Stainlevel.com is their website. Always book direct. So no matter where you stay, no matter where you play, always stay, uh, always book direct. So and they happen to give me a ROH23 as a promo code, right? So if you're booking, you're coming to LA, you're coming for the Lakers to watch them beat down Denver or whoever they're going to be facing. Uh, well, this this round it is Denver. Actually, the game comes on today at five thirty PST. Just in case you're wondering, uh, they do play Denver Nuggets. Um, they're playing in Denver though. They're not playing here in LA. But when they come to LA and you need a hotel room to stay in, you might as well stay in the level, right? It's downtown, not too far from a crypto arena where the Lakers play. So and just type in ROH twenty three. You get the rate that I would get, right? So um, and you're probably wondering, what does this place look like? Well, Russell's going to show you, right? So I got a little clip here. It has a pool. Um, and the, the unique thing about this hotel is that all the hotels have kitchens. They have, you know, laundry facilities. They have living rooms. They have a balcony. All the hotels do that. So, I mean, all the rooms have that. So you can see a balcony right there. So one, two, and three bedrooms. Did you know the average size of a um, let's see what I'm trying to say. Ever size of a guest room in the hotels between probably about 300 to 350 square feet. Okay, these start at 700 square feet. Okay, so they go one, two, and three bedrooms, and then um, they also have a penthouse suite that's like over 18,000 square feet. It has its own pool and jacuzzi. Just sick, right? Just ridiculous. So anyway, you may not even want all that, but check out the Level Hotel if you're downtown LA. So. This hotel right here that I'm showing right now is the Courtyard Marriott Oakland Airport. So I actually stayed there over the weekend. I was in Oakland for shout out to my niece, Kendall Anderson, who just graduated um, with her B.A. in I'm not, what was it? I can't remember what the heck it was. Liberal studies at uh, Cal State East Bay, California State East Bay University, which used to be Hay- Cal State Hayward back in the day. If, you know, some people know about Hayward, they oh, I went to Hayward. Wait, what is Cal State East Bay? Well, it's now called, well, Cal State East Bay is, ne- well, Cal State East Bay is formerly Cal State Hayward, just in case people did not know that. So it's still in the same city. They didn't move the university. They just changed the name, rebranding. Okay, there you go. So, of course, I'm always going to show where I stayed. I'm going to talk about where I stayed, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, if you're, you know, it's Oakland airport, right? So it's kind of, it was next to the rental car place, not too far from the airport, of course, cause it's the airport property. Uh, it's not too far from downtown Oakland and just every other points of interest, right? So it's kind of centrally located, if you will. And it was just more convenient to fly in there, rent a car there, take the shuttle from, you know, terminal to the rent a car place, rent a car, and then drive to the hotel. And then, uh, Cal State Hayward was only maybe, I'll say maybe 10, 15 minutes away from the hotel. And then downtown Oakland wasn't too far as well. And then we took the ferry from, from Oakland to San Francisco. Then we had dinner in Walnut Creek. So shout out to Miss um, Nicole Hankton, who's the director of sales and marketing at Visit Walnut Creek, which is a CVB out there or the, the destination marketing organization out there. So I didn't get a chance to see her, of course, but uh, we did have dinner at Lita, L-I-T-A, which is a kind of a Caribbean slash 
a Latino fusion kind of restaurant, which was pretty good. I mean, I, 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 I stuck to the vegetables, right? Any, any, any restaurant that has like uh, rice and peas and plantains that's kind of spicy, I'm good with that. Then they had the Brussels sprouts too. Oh, yeah. I was good with that, right? I didn't need anything else other than that. So, but they had like oxtails and, and empanadas. So it was a kind of a mixture of, like I said, Caribbean flavor and Latino flavors as well. Kind of a fusion. So it, it worked, right? It had a huge bar. And it's right in the middle of this kind of foodie area. I mean, kind of a walkable downtown area, which was kind of cool. So Wana Creek, put that on your list of places to go, especially if you're in the Bay Area. It's not that far from Oakland. I mean, you can fly into Oakland and get over to Walnut Creek. I didn't realize I had been to Walnut Creek before, but it has been some years, right? So I know Nicole, right? And, you know, I've had uh, many appointments with her, and she's always talking about the the ease of getting from Oakland Airport to Walnut Creek. And it's very easy to get there. So there you go. Just a quick little, you know, I might as well, you know, throw a little information out there about Walnut Creek today, right? So I get that check in the mail. Checks in the mail. So anyway, let's move on to. Boom. This is my uh, industry news for today. Okay, now check this out. This is keep me off the road right here. Okay, Memorial Day weekend. Forty-two million people going to be traveling. Forty-two million people, and that's two point seven million more than last year. Okay, and this is I would say, and I guess the the caveat here is that. 42 million people traveling Memorial Weekend will be traveling over 50 miles from where they live, right? So that means 42 million people on the road, right? So nationwide, on the road, traveling, by car, whatever, uh, you know, bike or whatever. I'm not sure, you know, they didn't tell me, they didn't break it down like that. But, but yeah, I would say by automobile, they're going to be traveling. So guess where I'll be? I'll be here at L.A., not going anywhere. Maybe I'll go two miles from the house. That's about it because the Rouse is down the street. So maybe i go to the store. But that's about it. So Memorial Weekend, I'm going to be at home. But just so you know, 42 million people will be traveling this Memorial Weekend, which is the 29th. Today is the 16th. Okay, so... Get your travel plans now. So if you haven't got your travel plans, you may want to, you know, rethink, you know, like, well, maybe I need to stay home. Right. But um, but then I hear. OK, so that's 42 million people uh, traveling by car. And then I see this thing says airline demand declining. And I put a question mark there because is it really? Uh, I guess this was taken for the last four weeks and it seemed like it was going down. Maybe the last four weeks, maybe, you know, summer will be a lot more. But this was based on you know, information from Bank of America. Well, who banks at Bank of America? I don't bank there. So how do they know where I'm traveling to? And normally what they're doing, they're, they're taking credit card, you know, how many people have booked on credit cards? Well, what about the other banks? Have, did they did they notice a decline too? Why is Bank of America now all of a sudden the expert on travel and who's, you know, using a credit card to travel? <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny when I saw this. According to Bank of America, I'm like, okay, I don't bank there. Okay, well, what about the other ones? What about the other 100 banking institutions, financial institutions? What do they say? But uh, but anyway, I, I'm trying to be funny, okay? But I don't bank at Bank of America, just so you know. But um, but yeah, but airline travel is 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 the demand declining? I don't think so. I just think that certain holidays or people, especially in the states here, certain holidays people are going to opt to travel by car or whatever. And I think that's probably a, a 
holdover or blowover from from um, from COVID, right? Because people, you know, didn't want to get on planes. You know, they didn't want to be around a lot of people. They wanted to control everything. And I understand that, right? So I understand why there's 42 million people, which is 2.7 million more than last year, are starting to travel. I got it. Okay, but as far as airline demand uh, declining, I think it goes with the times of year. Um, summer is coming up and, you know, more vacation travel is coming. I think there'll be a lot more, you know, uh, uh, domestic travel. I don't know how much international travel is going to be going out or how much international travel is going to be coming in. But but there's going to be travel. Uh, definitely. And then I put this other thing up there and I, I was happy to look at something that mentioned Another airline meltdown coming? Yeah, I, I think it's a matter of when. Uh, yeah, when is that going to happen? It's definitely going to happen. Yeah, because with the influx of influx of travel, with you know, just like what happened with Southwest Airlines uh, some months ago, where you know they just got flooded and inundated with probably you know reservations and changes and all that kind of stuff, like all of a sudden then, yeah, you're going to have issues, and you're always going to blame it. Oh, it's technology. Oh, they have an old system and this and that. I don't care what system it is. If there's a huge influx of people making changes, making you know travel arrangements, you're going to have some issues, right? Now, what airline is it going to be? No one knows for sure. No one knew that that was going to happen, right? But, you know, of course, the armchair quarterbacks are always going to say, oh, yeah, I knew that was happening because they have an antiquated system and this and that. No one knows when this stuff is going to happen. But I can say that it definitely is going to happen again. I mean, every year there's some type of glitch that happens where, you know, people are stranded here. And there's a mixture of weather and technology, right? Um, There's too many people you know, making reservations or making changes at the same time. And then you throw in a weather factor where, you know, people are stranded. And that's what happened. I would say that was more a weather issue that, you know, um, I think it was more of a weather issue than it was a technology issue. I think it started with weather, then became technical because all the changes you have to do and all these people doing at the same time. And maybe the system was antiquated where it didn't have enough um, memory, bandwidth, whatever, to take care of all these different you know, things that are going on, but yeah, it's going to happen again. Who knows what airline is going to happen to, but yeah, but, and I always say this, if you travel a lot, if you've been on planes for, you know, all your adult life because of work, and if you never experienced getting bumped, you know, getting kicked off of a plane or being, uh, you know, your plane got, your, your flight got canceled or delayed, I don't believe it, right? Because everybody that travels a lot deals with the same thing. So when I heard about the Southwest Airlines, Airlines thing, I'm like, okay, well, stuff happens, right? And you know, well, you're going to travel. You're not going to travel Southwest Airlines anymore. I mean, that's my Southwest Airlines is my airline of choice. So yes, I'm going to continue. In fact, I was just in Oakland, and guess what? I flew Southwest Airlines. So I don't get. You can't get caught up in all that stuff. You know, the media will hype things up, right? They will tell you that. Oh, Southwest Airlines, all oh, this and all that. And everybody, you got the talking heads, right? Oh, this is bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is bad to get stranded. Yeah, it's bad to get stranded for you to get canceled and all that. And, you know, they had to make it right. Whatever that meant, they had to make it right with. In fact, my daughter got caught up in that too, right? So she got not necessarily stranded. She was stranded here in L.A., right? She lives in Houston, but. You know, I, I think being your at home, being stranded at home is probably not a bad thing. Okay, so, uh, but she was able to recoup some of the money that she had lost because of, 
like because she had to park her car at the airport for an extended period of time, right? So she had to do that, and she, she did have to change her flight. So, you know, it, there was some, I guess, some uh, they did give some relief to her, right? So she did make a couple of bucks off of that because, you know, she got stranded here and her car was at the airport for an extended period of time. So they did, she was able to recoup that money as well. So it does happen. If you travel enough, stuff is going to happen. Okay. Just like a rental car, you travel enough, there's stuff that's going to happen to your rental car, right? If you rent a car a lot, you know, it's not the same rental car, but sometimes stuff happens. Maybe you get a flat, flat tire, maybe the car, you know, um, malfunctions for whatever reason that is, but stuff does happen. So don't let that stop you. I guess I'm saying all this to say, yeah, there's going to be 42 million people traveling. That doesn't mean you can't travel to add to the list, uh, get in line with everyone else on the freeway as you're, you know, going up the on ramp. <laughs> it's okay. Um, is air is airline demand declining. It could be for a period of time, but People are still going to travel. To me, that's a good thing. That means, okay, well, that doesn't stop me from traveling. You know, I don't travel. I, I try to travel during the week when everyone else is traveling anyway. You want to look at off days. Don't go on peak days or peak times. Travel when other people are not traveling. There's still going to be people traveling, but maybe not as many people. So when I see the airline demand tra- oh, declining, okay, cool. That means, okay, maybe when I get on the plane, it won't be as many darn people in there. But I just traveled uh, from L.A. to Oakland, from Oakland back, and they said it was full flights. They always say that. They say, oh, it's going to be a full flight, you know. But I don't, it didn't seem like it was full. I don't know. I had three, you know, three people sitting next to me or two people in my row, so it was okay. Right? I traveled with three people, so that's good. So it didn't matter what else is happening, right? And then another airline meltdown. Yeah, it probably will happen sometime this summer. Who knows the airline, but, you know, just – Expect stuff to happen. If you travel a lot, stuff is going to happen. Boom. Uh, let's see what else. This is three things I always say is um, be intentional, make decisions, and take action on what's important to you. Be you. Be re- represented because your re- representation matters. It matters that I do a show like this. People that look like me, it matters that I do a show like this. So people that's coming behind me that are coming behind me can say, oh, shoot, that dude, what's that dude's name again? Russell of Hotels, Russell. Lip. Okay, if he can do it, I can do it too. All right. So that's why I do this stuff. That's why I talk about. And remember, the stuff I talk about is based on my experiences, not based on what someone told me, not based on something I read in a book. All the stuff that I do, the lives that I do, this show that I do, any kind of, if I'm a, a guest on someone else's talk show or whatever, is based on my experiences, it's not based on theory. It's not based on some stuff that I learned in college because I didn't learn anything, okay? As it relates, what I mean, as it relates to my job, okay? Of course, you have to learn something, right? But I didn't learn things as, I mean, it was on-the-job training. You get to a certain point, you know, you know how to do reports and all this kind of stuff, you know, or essays in college or, you know, learning different things, laws or whatever. But when you get in the real world, it's it's quite different. Okay. It's quite different. So yeah, I did learn some things there, but it, it did not help me when I started school. Okay. Because you're learning something else. You learn things, you learn, it's more about relationships than anything or how people treat each other. Uh, I would say you need to take more human resource classes you know, and dealing with people and personalities and all that kind of stuff when you go into the, the real world. 
So I would, yeah, that would be my advice. Like, you know, take some other kind of classes, take some classes where you're dealing with people, you know, and in that way that can, maybe that can help you out a little bit because people throw you curve curve balls that you didn't learn in college. You know what I mean? So even if you were an HR, you know, you majored in HR, I mean, I still think there's some things that when you became an HR manager, they didn't teach you that in school. Okay. You know, people throwing stuff at you and people attacking you, you know, waiting for you in the parking lot. You know, what do you do with all that? You know what I mean? And that stuff has happened to people. It didn't happen to me, but it's happened to people that, that have worked for me. And I'm like, what? You know, employees doing things and all this kind of stuff. So, but anyway, but anyway, so I don't know why, where that came from, but be intentional, be you and uh, be, uh, you know, be represented because your represent, your representation matters. So, Whoever you are, you know, it's important that you do things so people can see see what you're doing because there's people coming behind you. That's how I always have to look at it. There's someone coming behind me that may want to do these things. They may want to work in this industry. Uh, they may want to do a podcast. They may want to do a talk show. So it's important that, yeah, I show, I guess, the best of Russell, you know, or, or at least somewhere close to it, you know what I mean? And, and but, but the consistency is the key when it comes to stuff like this. You got to show up, right? You just can't do it one time and think it, oh, this is great. I did it one time and, you know, and now I've accomplished everything. No, 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 no. I've done 208 shows. And do you think I've accomplished a lot? I've accomplished some things, but I'm still looking for the next one. I'm looking for 209. I can make it better at 209. So whatever I haven't accomplished or got right in the first 208 tries, guess what? I got 209 to go. So that's how I look at things. So boom, there you go. What do I do? So you may want to ask, what the heck do you do? What are the things that you really do? Well, there's a couple things. I'm the brand who helps your brand. So as you can see, and I'll say this after I do this, what can I do? What do I do and what, how can I help you? Hospitality personality, that's one thing. Content creator, sales, and tra- sales training for general managers, and hotel site selection. So those are some of the things that I do. And, um, and that's some of the things that and really don't matter, but... Uh, I mean, those are some accolades that I've received, and I appreciate those as well. But um, but always remember, what was I going to say? Let's see. The things that I do, right? So content creating, I mean, this is creating content, right? This is creating content for someone. This is creating content for not just for me, Russell of Hotels, but if you look at the, the photo right there and you saw that this is the um, Courtyard by Marriott, Oakland Airport, right? So this is creating content for them. This is kind of a branding opportunity for them, right? So, I mean, you're looking at the beds and, you know, it's, it's a, these are uh, double doubles or double queens. I think these are double queens. So, um, but, I mean, this is what their room looks like. This is a, your standard room, right? So, so I show wherever I'm staying, this is what I'm going to show you. So it doesn't matter where I'm staying. I'm going to show you the room that I'm in, okay? This is an older property. This is like your first generation of courtyards, uh, but it's been renovated. It's very nice, very clean, and I appreciate the effort. Uh, you know, the hotel is 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 putting forward to our, to the guests, right? So I do appreciate. It. So of course, anytime that I can promote another brand, that's what I do. So when I say I'm the brand that that uh, helps your brand, that's what I do. I'm the brand Russell of Hotels who will showcase your brand so everyone else can see it as well. So who's your best brand advocate? If I asked the people at this hotel, if I said, who's the best brand advocate? They, I, I don't know what they would say, but you are, you are the be, you are your best brand advocate. 
I got to toot my own horn, right? We all have to toot our own horn sometimes because if you don't toot it, no one else will, right? You got to let people know what you do. You got to let people know who you are. You got to let people know how you can help them, okay? What your brand stands for. What do you do in this brand? And I just mentioned, you know, some of the things that I did, right? So you have to be the one holding up that, you know, the, the pom-poms, if you will. You got to cheer for yourself. You got to do a lot of things for yourself, right? You have to self-promote. I have to post for me. No one else is posting for me. I have to post things. I have to continuously put things out so people know who I am, what I do, and how I can help them, right? I was speaking with Jana uh, Devine earlier today, and I said those same things. Because she said, she made a comment saying, you know, um, you do this, you show up every day and do a live. That's consistency. And she said, I can't do that. I can't go on and talk. You know, what if I don't have anything to talk about? That's what she asked me. And I'm like, well, I always come up with something, right? If this, if in the, in the lives, this is the thing, the lives don't have to be that long. Um, they're at least 10 minutes, but I talk as much as almost an hour, right? Just based on things that I know, based on my experiences, it could have been that experience from that day. But I'm talking about, and I always want to bring it back to hospitality. So whatever I talk about, it has to do with hospitality, the things that I do, because it basically that um, reinforces what I, you know, you know what, I, what I talk about, right? It reinforces what I do, what, what space I'm in, and that's the hospitality or the world of hospitality. So I just try to do things or talk about things that are based on that. And the people that I invite on, a lot of times they're hospitality people as well. So that gives me more things to talk about, or I read their comments. That gives me more things to talk about. So when I say I, I welcome engagement, it's, it's for me, right? Really, the engagement, if I say someone pop on and I, and I know who they are and I know their organization, oh, that's so-and-so. And I normally have a story about somebody, right? And a good story, right? So I'll share those things. You know, and don't be afraid to do that. Don't be afraid to be you. Don't be afraid to be transparent when you do these types of things, right? Uh, I'll share almost anything, right? So as long as it's not harming anybody or just, you know, I never dog anybody out. You know, I mean, that's not what it's all about, right? If I was one of those things, this would be a, a comedy show. It wouldn't be a hospitalized talk show. <laughs> if I was doing all that, I'd be a stand-up comedian somewhere. But yeah, so, but no, I, I try to be as transparent as I can, I can, especially when it comes to the industry and dealing with things that we deal with and let people know that, you know, especially with being in the entrepreneurial world, right? Like Jana, myself, um, um, Bruce Jordan, you know, we, like I said, we, we had talked yesterday on separate lives. And today, you know, Jana was talking about, you know, being an entrepreneur. And I was mentioning that a lot of times people see, they see maybe in their mind, that's the finished product, right? They see me and they're like, oh, you've made it or you've done, what does that, what does that even mean? I've made it. Well, I made it to 208 shows. Okay. Yeah. That's an accomplishment. So yeah, always, I understand you, you do have to celebrate your accomplishments, you know, when you can, that kind of thing. But Am I where I want to be? No, I'm nowhere near where I want to be. I'm a work in progress, right? I'm looking for the next 208 shows or looking to help someone else that, that needs assistance, right? So that's what I'm in it for. I'm in it to teach people. I'm in it to be a resource, right? So pulling it back, who's your best brand advocate? You have to be your best brand advocate. You have to cheer for yourself when no one else is cheering. 
You got to get up early in the morning. Sometimes you got to, you know, you got to go to bed late. And sometimes in the middle of the night, something hits you. You got to go and do that. Right. So and that, and those are things that I do. I catch myself at two in the morning on my computer and like because I thought of something that I needed to do or something I wanted to post. Right. I mean, who does that? Right. But that's that's how I operate. It is what it is, what it is, like they say. So but anyway, you are your best brand advocate. What are you doing to keep your brand relevant? Well, there's a there's a several, several things. There's several things that you do. You can do several things that I do. Well, there's let's just take it. Let's just take a look. OK, shall we? How do I increase social media engagement? So these are things that will keep me relevant. OK, and being relevant and being consistent. OK, let me just say this. I have, okay, let's just, I'm going to take LinkedIn for an example, okay? And I mentioned this to Jana earlier. I have 26,000 connections on LinkedIn, okay? 26,000 people. But this is the thing. Doesn't matter how many people you have following you or connected to you. Doesn't matter platform or whatever. You're never going to reach all those people in one post. Never. You're never going to reach, okay, I got, you know, 26,000 on LinkedIn, so I post something. It's going to hit all 27,000, 26,000. It's never going to happen like that. That's not how it's set up to do. So in my mind, I need to reach those people that I don't reach, okay? So that's why I consistently post because I haven't – it's not for the people that already follow me or connect with me. It's for the people that don't because based on hashtags and things like that, you can reach more people. Right. So that's how I continue. That's how I think. And that's how the consistency plays into it, because I do the lives because I'm trying to reach more people. I post because I'm trying to reach more people. I do the show because I'm trying to reach more people. I want people to know who I am, what I do and how I can help them. And I can only do that if I post consistently. So if you ever see something that I post, share it. So it makes it easier for me. Right. (laughs) So sharing is sharing is caring. So the more people that share, the more people you reach, right? So, and I, and I always forget this, but I tell, I always give this advice. At the end of your post, make sure you put, please share. Please share with your friends, share with your followers or whatever, because the more they share, and you never know where it's going to go from there, right? So you're sharing with someone that their people don't follow you. They may not follow you. So once they see that and they see, okay, who's this Russell of hotels? They're more likely to share. They're more likely to follow you because it was shared with from somebody that they know and within their network. So it's good to have your network and the and to build your network as well. But it's also good to be in someone else's network. So you want to continuously, you know, share and share and share and share, and you never know what goes from there. So that's. That rhyme, right? You want to continue to share and share and share, and you never know where it goes from there. Ooh, ooh, there you go. So there you go. I'm on a roll today, just in case you didn't know. I'm on a roll, just in case you didn't know. <laughs> that was two rhymes in a row. Uh, get the replay, and you'll, you'll understand what I just said. How do I increase social media engagement? Consistency, add value. So you got to constantly uh, post, right, or do lives or do show, whatever the heck that is. Value, add value to someone. Make sure, you know, what you're saying is resonate with someone. If I'm talking about hotels, you know, and this is where I stayed, well, I'm trying to appeal to the people that need to stay at hotels, right? Maybe a group of them. And maybe those are the people who will be my next clients, right? Right? Because I, I, as a hotel site selection, I look for people that need 10 rooms or more on a peak night. It could be a sports-related group. It could be... 
you know, uh, whatever, educational. It could be military. I don't care. It can be any type of group out there, corporate, association, doesn't matter. Um, my job is to help them find the right hotel for their group. If they need meeting space, okay, that's what I do, right? So I'm trying to add value to those people as well. Because the people that watch the show, they're about half hotel people and half people that utilize hotels, right? And the, and maybe this, it can be single reservations, it can be group reservations. Or maybe the people don't know a lot about hotels and they want to learn more. So when I say I'm trying to be a resource for those people, that's what I'm trying to be, right? So that's the consistency and the value. And then what comes after that? Be authentic. Be you, right? So don't try to be someone else and be transparent, right? If you're trying to be fake, people will get through that. They'll sift through that and say, you know what? This dude... This dude is a is whack, okay? <laughs> Let's say he don't know what he's talking about. He's not authentic. He's you know, he's trying to be something he he's not. He's trying to be like somebody else. And one thing no one could ever say is is Russell trying to be like somebody else, okay? <laughs> Cuz guess what? It's hard enough trying to be Russell Edmond and I darn sure don't need to be someone else, okay? <laughs> so <laughs> So be consistent, add value, be you. Just be authentic, right? Just be your authentic self, right? Don't try to be someone else. Be you. Be the, you know how people say, be the best, you know, so-and-so that you can be, you know. Just, yeah, be authentic, okay? Just be authentic. And that's what I try to do. Uh, yeah, I try to be funny. Uh, I say some terms that, you know, people that may not understand or, you know, could be out there sometimes. But that's me, right? That's just how I am. Um, like I said, can I dial back some of that stuff? Probably not because that's just me, right? If I'm, Am I on here cussing and carrying on? No, I'm not, okay? Uh, every now and then a, a cuss word may slip out, but I'm not consistently cussing people or cussing something, you know what I mean? Because that's not, that's not where I am and that's not what I should do, right? So just because you can and just because you have a platform doesn't mean you should, okay? So, yeah, every now and then stuff slips out, but, you know, that's me, though. That's being me, and that's being consistent with who I am, right? But any, anything, you can go a little bit overboard, and I try not to go overboard. But I do use some terms every now and then that people don't know, they don't understand. So, But you get them. I'm, I can't come out and just say what those are. It has to be in context of what I'm saying, right? So tools I use. So now that you know those three things, what tools do you use to you know, to, to get your, to, to get, to stay relevant or to get your message out there. Well, okay. I use IG reels, Instagram reels. I use YouTube shorts and I do lives and I can do lives on any different platform, right? It doesn't matter which platforms you do it on. It's just based on who you're trying to reach. Okay. Everything is a, is a, is a marketing project, right? Who am I trying to reach? Um, are, are most of my clients on, on LinkedIn? Are they on Facebook? Are they on Twitter? Wherever those are, that's where you need to put the bulk of your effort in, right? Um, but one thing that I do is that I try to cross, cross-pollinate, right? So I, uh, I, I don't use the same platforms. I use the same message, but I put it on different platforms because I think that's the key that – because some people that may, you know, roll with you on LinkedIn may not roll with you on YouTube. Right. So you may want to throw some stuff on YouTube or the same with Facebook. You know what I mean? So it just depends on what 
the message you're trying to get across and, and where those people happen to be. But you have to experiment to find those people. So although the bulk of people that follow me and I do business with are on LinkedIn, that doesn't mean on Instagram they don't exist. That doesn't mean on Facebook they don't exist or, or Twitter or even, even TikTok. Okay, TikTok is a good place to do it as well. So it just depends on what you're trying to, who you're trying to reach. If you're trying to reach more of that younger generation, well, TikTok is probably the best place for you to be. And that's okay because people got turned off with TikTok. Oh, it's just a bunch of people dancing. You know, okay, if that's how, if that's the only thing you saw, then that ain't for you, right? But there's a lot of, and you, I don't know if it's still the same now, but you know, the, the, um, the the demographics for the the what is it the biggest demographic was mothers like mothers between the age it was like 35 and 40 or something like that because they have teenagers and the teenagers were posting things or they're holding the darn video cameras for the kids to do this dancing and all that stuff so they're watching that i'm not sure if the demographics are still the same i can't imagine that it's really changed that dramatic but mothers between i want to say it was 35 and 40 were the biggest demographic in TikTok. So, you know, so if you're trying to reach that demographic, well, TikTok is probably your best place to be. But people got turned off and people didn't go any further than seeing, you know, kids. And it wasn't all just kids doing silly dances or still doing silly dances. It's adults doing the stuff because they're mimicking the kids. Okay. And they're watching themselves do it. And their friends are watching it themselves doing it as well. So you got to look, get out of it. You know, it's when I always, I mentioned last week that marketing is never about you. It's about the people on the other end. So if you're like a hotel and, and, and doesn't want to market on TikTok, I mean, you're missing the boat because marketing is not about you. It's not about your personal issue that you have with TikTok. It's that person on the other side that you're trying to reach because you want to spend money at your hotel or your restaurant establishment or whatever. Did you know that TikTok now is almost like, what is it? Almost like Pinterest. You know, Pinterest, you go there for different recipes and all that stuff. Well, people travel based on what they see, where they see people going on TikTok. I had a friend that told me this other day that she, she goes to places in California. I said, why do you go there? How'd you know there was a winery? I didn't know there's a winery in, uh, where was it? Um, um, San, uh, what's the, what's the place where the swallows go? San Juan Capistrano. Okay. I had been there in years. Okay. So I didn't know there's a winery there. I said, well, how'd you know there's a winery there in San Juan Capistrano? She said, I saw it on TikTok. I'm like, really? She goes, yeah. She goes, all the places I go in California, I've seen someone on TikTok doing something at that place. And I'm like, brilliant. Why don't more hotels do that? Hello. So, you know, when she told me that, I'm like, that's a, it's a powerful tool that some hotels have figured out that, hey, it's not about me. It's not about what I'm thinking. Oh, I'm this marketer. Does, you know, I'm a genius and, and it's about me, right? It's about what I say. No, it is never about you. So anytime you have a marketer, you're working with someone that says, oh, because this, well, why are you going to do that? Why do you want to do that strategy? Well, because I think it's going to work. Well, why do you think it's going to work? Because it's me. I've done it before. No, 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 no. It has to be based on something, right? It has to be based on some factual information. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm trying to reach this demographic of people, and I know this demographic licks on TikTok for, to travel 
throughout California. I mean, they probably travel to, throughout the world, but I'm just you know using that as an example. So, okay, if that's the case, well, then maybe I need to put more efforts into TikTok or, or into a platform where I know these people are using this as a resource, you know, to make an informative, informative decision about where I'm going to go next weekend. Boom. There you go. I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there that we, there's tools out there that we don't use, right? That we, like I said, we get in our mind that it's not the place for us to be. Well, no, it actually is, but you got to get out of your own way sometime, right? So hopefully somebody sees it and say, you know, that Russell Fotels, that guy is on to something, okay? So anyway, so those are some, some of the tools that I use, right, to stay relevant. It's not about me. It's about the people that I'm trying to get to utilize my services, and that's hotels, and that's, you know, meeting planners for companies, okay? It could be just individuals who need, you know, um, it can, it can be onesies and twosies, you know, one and two night stays. I don't care. I mean, if you need help, let me know. I can point you in the right direction. So there you go. So those are twos I use. Boom. Okay. All right. Now this is normally the who's hiring and I, and I do, and I do have who's hiring, but first I gotta, I gotta, you know, show you this, right. I have to show you this video of me eating this vegan, um, po' boy. Okay. It's a vegan po' boy at, Solely vegan, which is in Oakland, California. Now, Oakland has a serious food scene when it definitely comes to uh, non-meat eats. I didn't know that. So this place called Solely Vegan was actually on diners, drive-ins, and dives. Probably about three, at least three years ago, right? So I've seen the replay probably three times, right? And I said, you know, whenever I, if I ever go back to Oakland, I'm going to that place. I was in Oakland right before the pandemic, and I didn't get a chance to go. But this time I'm like, I'm going to Soli Vegan. And it was in, it's not too far from like, it's in Jack London Square for the most part, right? It's maybe on one end of Jack London Square. But man, so if you've ever been to Jack London Square, you know what I'm talking about, right? So uh, it's maybe a block from there. Don't ask me east, west, north, or south, because I don't know. But I can see if you walk out, you can see the water from where you're walking out. And I don't like I said, I don't know that street, but just look it up. Solely vegan, Oakland, California, that the menu, the entire menu is sick. Okay. They got stuff that everybody wants to try. They got gumbo. They got jambalaya. They have, uh, you know, this is a, a, a Satan, uh, po' boy. Okay. But it doesn't taste like any other po' boy. If you're expecting shrimp, it ain't shrimp, but it definitely tastes. I mean, it is, it was delicious as heck. I was like, wow. And with all the different flavors in there, it was very good. I tasted, my niece had, what did she have? She had like macaroni and cheese. It was, it was good. Um, Somebody had uh, chicken and waffles. Someone had loaded fries. Um, So someone had a salad. I mean, it was a bunch of different things that you're kind of familiar with, but not familiar with, if, if, if that makes sense at all. But definitely check out. Solely vegan and have that. In fact, I got the po' boy because Guy Fieri ate a po' boy in the in the on his show. And this picture's with Guy and the and the chef who is the chef owner, female, uh, black owned, um, all over the, the the restaurant. So, but man, when I got that thing, I said, I'm gonna eat what Guy Fieri ate. Okay, that's what I'm gonna eat. And I ate it and I was not disappointed. And the service was good as heck too. Service was good, hospitality. Um, 
only thing I wanted a t-shirt didn't have my size. So if I had to say anything bad about it, they had they had t-shirts, but they didn't have my size. <laughs> but I guess I can go online and order one, right? So that was it. But the food, the food, that's probably one of my best vegan experiences ever. Okay. I, I had a I had a similar experience in Nashville, and I can't think of the name of that restaurant. It was in Nashville, but this one was equal, maybe even a notch higher than the one in Nashville, okay? So wherever I go, I'm looking for a vegan place. So there you go. So if you need one, you're in Oakland, you're in that Bay Area. I th- yeah, it's worth it. If I was in San Francisco, I would drive across that Bay Bridge to go to Soli Vegan. Just make sure it's open, okay, during the day that you want to drive across that, that Bay Bridge, okay? Uh, did I ever tell you, Then this is a side thing, right? And I'm running, you know, I know I'm running close to time. But anyway, I had a I had a bad experience. When I used to live in Sacramento, I worked in in San Francisco. You know, back then it was about an hour and a half drive. Probably now it's probably more than that. But I have a bad taste in my mouth about that Bay Bridge because I had a blowout on the Bay Bridge years ago, right? And when you have a blowout on the bridge, you cannot get out and change your tire. Because there's only four lanes and then there's no shoulder. So you have to call, you have to get out. Hopefully no cars are going to hit you or trucks. You got to get out and get to the side of the bridge on the little metal thing where the call boxes are. You have to hit the call box and then, uh, you know, someone comes on. Yes. And um, I had a flat tire. Okay, well, stay clear. We're going to send Caltrans up there to tow your car off. And they'll change your tire. So they'll come, they'll drive up there immediately and get your car out because this is dangerous as heck, right? And it was it was 5.30 in the morning. It was foggy. It was cold and damp, okay? And trucks are barreling down, you know, the other three lanes, okay? They're honking horns and all that stuff. Oh, my God, that was the – I don't get afraid often, but that was probably the scariest experience of my life, okay? So – just so you know, I don't know why I wanted to share that story because I was talking about the Bay Area, right? So, yeah, I don't like the Bay Bridge, just so you know. But I had to go across it the other day, but it was not, you know, it was my favorite part of the weekend. So, but now you know why. See, I'm being transparent. I let you know that the Bay Bridge and my experience there and how afraid I was. So there you go. Who's hiring? Residents in, uh, they're looking for area director sales and marketing in Beverly Hills, Highgate Hotels. They're looking for a revenue analysis or a revenue analyst in L.A. The Biltmore downtown L.A., they're looking for an executive meeting manager. And then the Hampton Inn and Suites in Hollywood, they're looking for a general manager. Okay, there you go. Uh, Let's see what else. The three P's. You know, when I get to the three P's, you know I'm about done, right? The three P's. What are the three P's? Purpose, passion, and perseverance. Purpose, know why you do what you do. I do all this because I want to be a resource, right? So um, if that's branding, if it's marketing, whatever, I still want to be a resource for, you know, content creating, for hotel site selection, um, whatever that is, or even being a hospitality personality. I want to be a hotel consultant. I want to be a resource for people and they can, you know, contact me and ask me their questions or whatever. So that's that's first and foremost. Okay, so know your purpose, passion. Either you have passion for what you do or you don't. If you don't have passion for what you're doing, guess what you should do? 
Find something else to do. Okay. Try to have a passion for what you're doing. Okay. Either you do or you don't. Okay. And like I said, do something else if you don't. Perseverance. Be consistent. Continue to evolve. Don't give up and swerve when you need to. So remember, on air with Russell of Hotels, we don't pivot. We swerve. Okay. We see, the, we see what's going on in the horizon and we try to avoid it. We swerve around it. Okay, we don't see what's going on in the horizon and keep going towards it. I'm going to keep going. I can meet. I can beat it. No, 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 no. Swerve around it, you know, and and, and then reevaluate. Swerve and reevaluate. Boom. Okay, so there you go. So that's those are my things. And the last thing, let's see. Oh, remember the Level Hotel? If you ever need to be downtown, stayinglevel.com, use promo code Promo code ROH23, which stands for Russell of Hotels 23, right? So just remember that. And um, what else was I going to say? I can't remember. Anyway, this is the, the same courtyard, Courtyard Marriott, Oakland Airport. This is just the lobby. But if you ever need to, to reach out to me, please do so. LinkedIn, IG, YouTube, Russell Edmond or uh, Russell L. Edmond or Russell of hotels. If you need to email me, Russell at Russell of hotels.com. Go to my website. My information is there. My phone number is actually there as well. So you need, if you need to reach me, you can email me or, or call me uh, or DM me. Okay. So if you're on Instagram, follow me on Instagram, follow me, YouTube, Facebook, whatever, whatever, you know, mess method you use to reach people. I'm there, right? I'm accessible. So if anyone ever tells me, that in fact, I've told somebody this before. They said I've been trying to find you on on you know on social media platforms. But I haven't and I haven't been able to find. You. I said you're lying. No, what do you mean you're lying? Because I'm there, right? I'm accessible, twenty four seven. So you can find me. So if anyone comes up and tell me they couldn't find me, they're lying because they can find me because I'm that accessible. All right, I'm not trying to hide from anybody. My business is based on communication. Okay, so if I don't give you things, that means there's something wrong with me. Not something wrong with you, something wrong with me. So, but anyway, with that, thank you guys so much for joining on air with Russell of Hotel. This was show number 208. We'll do show number 209 next week. So, and catch me on the lives. I do the lives, like I said, Monday through Friday. Uh, the times change, but if you follow me on YouTube, subscribe to my channel, you'll see, you'll get the notifications when I do go live. Uh, I also go live on Instagram as well. Okay, so feel free to follow me on those platforms as well. Any questions at all, feel free to reach out and ask the question. You won't get the question answered if you don't ask me. Okay, maybe someone else will answer your question, but then I can answer it the way I would. I guarantee you that. So anyway, you guys have a great day. Happy Tuesday. It's Taco Tuesday. I got to go check my beans, but you guys have a great day. Peace. Thank you for joining On Air with Russell of Hotels. Please tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. as we talk to other hospitality professionals. Your feedback is important to Russell. Feel free to email him at russell at russellofhotels.com with any questions or suggestions. Until next time, try not to be a person of success, rather become a person of great value.